0: Welcome to In The Zone, a podcast with business tips and interviews on making a difference in your business. I'm your host, Sean Matthews, and I'm delighted to be interviewing Alison Harrington, founder and CEO of Move & Groove. Welcome, Alison, to In The Zone.
1: Thank you, Sean. It's
0: great to be here. So um, tell me a little bit about Move & Groove and how, how you started it.
1: Well, look, Move & Groove is a purpose-driven organisation and we have a mission of improving the well-being of seniors by creating immersive and engaging audio and visual experiences using silent disco technology. And actually a lot of people ask me how I started it because it's such a unusual um, set of um, two things, putting two things together, which is seniors and silent disco technology. So I, I will tell you a story about how it came um, to be because I'd spent a lot of my career in technology and about six or seven years ago I decided to go and move into the full purpose sector and went back to study social impact at university. And it was during this time I saw, uh, I actually took part in a silent disco and was dancing around the streets and thought wow this is amazing and fun and wouldn't it be great to do this for charities. So I started it as 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 a business for charities and then we had an assignment at university on um, the elderly and how you can improve their physical and mental health and what would be an innovative idea. And we had to come up with a, a kind of really come up with an idea to write the assignment on. And I just thought, wow, we could actually take this silent disco and use it um, for seniors. Cause I could already see all the benefits. So look, that's where it began. That was about five years ago. And we started doing dancing uh, in um, residential retirement villages. And one day, um, one of the um, dance group members, her name was Kay, and she had a husband, his name was Ray, and he used to come and sit at the back of the class every week. And um, this particular week, and he had what I'd call moderate dementia, was um, living with dementia, and one day we said, why don't you just put the headphones on, Ray? And he just completely was transformed, came alive, and then... Every single week after that, he and Kay would come to the dance class together. And she came up to me and said, Alison, I feel like I've got my old husband back for this one hour in this class. And it was just amazing to see it. And that's when I realised the power of what we were doing, particularly those living with dementia. And that's when we went on the journey, really, to create the business that is there today, which is actually using the headphone technology in aged care facilities and with
0: quite dramatic benefits um, for dementia. Fantastic, and and it's interesting. Um, I know I that music uh, soothes all all souls, and um, I've seen that happen when I've been to an aged care facility where we played music, and 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 you get people participating. In it. it definitely uh, is a. It definitely has an impact on on how people are. Um. Yeah, and I think the interesting
1: thing is that there is a lot of research, and it's just. There's no doubt the research proves the benefits of music for those living with dementia. I think what's been really hard has actually been implementing it at scale. Mm. And I think really that's the thing that we've sold for with the program, because we could see what was happening, but I think the really interesting journey we've been on in the last year with the business um, has been how we really develop a full program with this. And I really do believe now with what we've done, we have solved for that problem because Our program is not just about the music, it has three components. One is obviously the equipment that's very novel and innovative, Mm. and it's the silent disco kit that we send to every facility. And the second part is this um, platform we've developed where we've actually got podcasts and music and audio and visual. So we've actually curated a list of really interesting and engaging Um, experience for some people and probably the key thing that we've developed in the last year is the training because as we know technology and music it's only as good as the staff particularly in aged care homes being able to use it and embrace it so that's what we've really worked very hard on in the last year to really develop a training program that sticks and that's actually why what we're seeing now with the success of the program.
0: So with um, a lot of the changes that are going through aged care and the challenges with staff turnover, retention of staff, um, the negative press, um, especially around um, the Royal Commission into Aged Care, how do you see Move and Groove assisting uh, aged care organisations based on your model, the model uh, that you have in place at the moment? Sure, I,
1: know, I think um, we're seeing all the best many residents that many uh, benefits for residents but I think what we've really seen in the last year is the benefits for staff and the, the first thing is that the program is very easy to use and actually saves the staff time. So, so it's and with COVID, they've just had so many other things to do. Mm. Um, so, if you can have a program that is actually saving you time, whether that's what am I going to, you know, share with the residents, what am I going to do with the residents from a lifestyle perspective, so it's just saving them time because we have a turnkey program. It's a whole virtual lifestyle program that is mm. accessible to the staff. I think actually one of the best comments I ever saw from one of the staff that came through on our testimonial, she said, this is the best thing since sliced bread. And I couldn't, you know, just hearing the staff, um, you know, come back to us and explain the benefits on of the program on the shop floor has been really quite amazing, the response we've got. Obviously, that's about making their job easier mm. and, and staff being happy. And I think that's what surprised us the most with the survey we did with the research is that over 80% of the staff actually said, that it actually made their job satisfaction was increased with this program, which for us we was a, a bit unexpected because we were seeing the so many benefits for the residents. But I think the other thing for the staff is it actually helps them to create a connection mm-hmm. with the resident. Mm-hmm. And we have actually, whilst it, you, you've got such massive cultural and generational gaps between staff and residents these days with you know, with such a diversity of residents and such a diversity of staff, we've found that actually listening to something together actually creates that connection. It'll often be when people actually sit down and listen to a piece of music together or a podcast, then they actually have a conversation um, with the resident about it. So it actually helps them to understand the resident better. Um, we also have a personal preference form that mm. when we onboard clients onto the system, we either send that to the families or the staff can um, fill that out. So when the staff member is looking for something for that particular resident, they can pick something that's suitable and person-centred for them. Mm. So um, they're actually really connecting at a, with the resident's interests and able to have a conversation about that. So I think the connections are another great thing. And I think the, 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 the big thing at the moment with the Royal Commission is obviously how you manage dementia Mm. behaviors in a different way Mm. and we've really found that when we go into memory support units and really work with the staff on very difficult dementia behaviors and that's often where we start and Mm. we actually work out what's going to work for people The staff are just so relieved that they've actually got something that they can deploy and not only does it help manage the behaviour, but the resident is happy Um, and then the families are happy because they're actually seeing mum and dad while they're just sitting there listening to their favourite music. So um, I think it's actually given um, the staff a really powerful tool to use to give them a reprieve. From managing some of those dementia behaviours, so they can go and spend more time with other residents, and they're not consumed by probably managing the difficult behaviour. It's also just helped them with their aid, aid, you know, assisted daily living. And there's so many creative stories about how people are using this. And one of them I'll share with you. There was a gentleman who's Irish, and he um, really didn't like getting up in the morning, getting dressed, and the whole thing. And because of the versatility of the headphones the staff um, decided they knew he liked Irish songs. So in the morning, and he also liked Christmas carols. So this particular gentleman, when before they go in and get him up for the morning, they take their headphones in and he actually, actually usually listens to about half an hour of Christmas carols and Irish singing. And they often just leave the headphones on because they're completely wireless and they can get him out of bed and he's happily listening <laughs> to Christmas carols. And he's so much less disruptive and it makes it a lot easier for them to get through getting him out of bed and getting him changed and dressed in the morning because they can do that. And we're hearing a lot of different stories like that, including like um, meal times and actually people sitting and having headphones on. So there, there really is a lot of stories about how it's helping staff.
0: I, I think um, one story uh, I think you uh, might have mentioned me uh, in the past was around the COVID, how the, the people were on the other side of the window, and how they communicated with their their loved ones in, on in the inside of a, an aged care facility. Yeah. yeah, can you sort of share a bit of?
1: Sure. I mean, what's really interesting, you know, with the statistics of people in a, in, in living in aged care is you've you've got obviously there's very high statistics of over well over fifty percent with dementia, and then you've got a lot of those who actually have hearing problems. So actually having engagement levels for those people. Headphones as a, as a technology is completely suitable and what we do with our system is we provide everyone with a microphone. So there's having a system where you can both feed through um, voice and audio visual is really powerful and we're finding so many creative applications of it. So that particular story was in Springwood, our facility there. And um, so because um, when you have the microphone, it's like you're very intimately listening to someone speak in your ear. Mm. So what was happening uh, during the window visits, the staff were then putting the microphone on the families outside and the resident was just sitting there with the headphones and so he could hear everything that the family member was saying and it's kind of this intimate conversation and they said it's so much better than them trying to listen on a mobile phone. Um, And we found that really interesting. We've also had them doing um, bingo with the headphones because they can call the numbers and everybody can listen to the numbers. So social distance bingo was quite an innovation with our program. And what's been beautiful about this is that the... uh, The aged care workers are coming up with all this innovation of how they use the technology. So there's many different stories, and they're even running. um, One story we had last week: they're running resident meetings, so the residents can actually all hear what's going on in the meeting. Yeah. Um, Because you know, so the the microphone itself, even as a standalone um, application of it, is really interesting.
0: Yeah, I I think the the good thing about Move and Groove is the person-centred care positioning on it. You're looking after both. A resident and the uh, care worker. Um, there's a that, that connection between the two, so they feel like both people are getting the benefit um, benefit out of that relationship. Because uh, at the end of the day, when you've got a lot of high um, level of um, you know uh, care workers under a lot of pressure, they have that sort of moment where you know they they can work with the uh, resident and keep them calm and know that they've got these, um, the technology there to, to support them. And the great, great thing was, I, I, love, I love the way that um, people have come up with innovative ideas because that's how adaptable, I guess, your, your program is. It's very adaptable in that space where it can be adapted to a number of different ways, um, not, not just one particular way.
1: Um, yeah, that's right. And I think that's the challenge for us in training, even though we kind of go, here's the six top ways you can use it. There are so many ways you can use it, mm. and 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 what we're seeing now is the aged care homes are opening back up a bit to families. Is just seeing the family connection of how the families can come in and have these moments with their loved ones as well, using the technology and mm. doing listening together. We had a a, a gentleman down in Tasmania, and in one of the facilities he was a Pakistani gentleman, and once again, you know, the the diversity of content on the. Platform, we've got over thirty different languages on the platform, and we actually saw some Tamil music for this gentleman and his son. Actually, um, used to come in now and is sitting with his dad and actually listening to this music together. And he's very calm and peaceful and happy, and that's a really lovely activity, particularly in later stage dementia when there's not a lot of things mm. that you can actually do that that are engaging. And oftentimes we will have these, you know, awakening moments after listening particularly with music that's Mm. person-centred and that uh, some of the stories coming back from that again with the families um, has been quite amazing as well so I guess it just continues to unfold for us Mm. the possibilities with the program
0: I think um, you touched on before you were doing a a study through ACU and that that's that's interesting I guess um, from your perspective how did the study come about and and what were you trying to achieve what what do you think the study study will will uh, the, the key outcomes will come out of that
1: yeah I guess when we started on this journey for me personally I I, I could see what was happening with the technology but it was also important for the organization to be able to prove the benefit of it and I really wanted, this type of therapy to really become mainstream and to be accepted and to be funded in the way that other types of therapeutic interventions are. And I I certainly think in Australia, we are behind in this, certainly with music therapy versus countries like the UK, where people get music therapy prescriptions from doctors. Um, So so we really invested quite early on in a partnership with ACU University, and we've been doing that for about a year or so. And then this year um, what was really um, great for us is that Uniting came on board, Uniting ACT uh, New South Wales with a full research collaboration and we're doing that collaboration across 63 sites and we are trying to effectively measure um, the staff experience of administering the activity Mm. about the program and that's the early research findings we're, we're seeing now and also the resident's behaviour during and after the activity. Um, and ultimately, that is about um, proving in the longer run, which, are the, which will be the, the actually quantitative studies that are done next year, is that this program has got the ability to reduce those your reliance on PRNs and being able to prove that. Um, and from the early surveys we've just Done because we've been surveying staff um, and their observations of the program. Those were very early um, survey results we released a couple of weeks ago, and they were proving a reduction in those dementia behaviours of 70 to 80%, was what the staff were observing in the program. And as I said to you, the increase in job satisfaction um, was also another byproduct of the program. So um, there's more research to come, and we're probably going to be releasing the full version of the research results sometime in late January, which we're really excited about. And our continue our partnership with you, uniting, will continue um, for most of next year, in any event. Yeah.
0: it's um, some of the quotes I've heard is um, people mentioning that uh, Move and Groove is revolutionary in its its technology and uh, and how it's. Uh, making a difference, uh, real difference. And as, as you said, with some of those reductions of their behaviours, there's uh, definitely uh, something to that. Um, with the technology, um, the type of technology they got, what's so special if, what's so mm. special around the technology mm. as such?
1: Yeah, I think what, um, because people do get confused about, oh, I can just go and, you know, um, play the music or get a pair of headphones. I think there's two things. Um, One is, um, particularly for dementia, it is about having headphones and an immersive experience because Mm. when we did a first pilot, We actually did exactly the same thing and there was a 60% reduction in engagement when you didn't. There's a 60% greater engagement, I should say, when you actually have the headphones on. So even if you might have music playing in a room, what we do know is therapeutically it's not going to be as effective um, as if you have headphones. So you do need the headphones. And then the second bit for our technology, it's about... Um, we don't have; they're not wireless headphones, so they're not. Uh, sorry, they're not Bluetooth headphones. So they're not something you can just go and buy. JB Hi-Fi. I think what the what we have is we have a transmitter that actually plugs into any device that's a TV or an iPad or a phone, and that can then transmit to up to a hundred headphones at once. So. The head, the actual, and it's a range issue as well. So the headphones probably have a range of about up to 500 meters. So that means you can have a transmitter based in a central area playing music on a device. And then you can have residents um, stretched out along a hallway. We have a lot of outdoor stuff happening, which is really beautiful out in gardens. And it's the flexibility of that, that wireless headphone technology. That's really appealing. And we're currently talking to several small hospitals at regional um, WA because we're gonna be piloting, running that in small hospitals because we can see the ability to have a central station in a nurse's area or whatever, and then being able to just go and hand a pair of headphones to someone who's sitting 100 meters down the corridor and everything's playing. So it just makes it so easy to do. Um, and then we've just spoken about the benefit of the microphone that's attached to the kits as well.
0: Mm. I guess one of the questions I got asked about um, the headphones is that some elderly people don't like having headphones on their head, around their head and on their ears, um, on, around their face as such. How do you counteract that um, yes. if you have, um, say, a, a resident that has dementia and that, uh, is, is not compliant to wearing a headset? what do you do there? And that's
1: a really um, commonly asked question when we introduce the program and um, we, when we did our pilot study last year at RSL when we actually collected data over six weeks we found on average it was a 91% acceptance of the headphones because to be frank with you when I started this whole journey I'm going I don't even know if people will wear the headphones so I think we now know two, two things one is that up to 90% roughly will wear the headphones. The second thing we've actually learned a lot about is actually how to approach somebody, particularly living with dementia, about the headphones and how you increase engagement over time. So oftentimes we'll come up to people and they may not take the headphones the first time. And what we tend to do is leave them resting around the neck. So they will just, you know, be listening to an experience, but it won't be as immersive. And the interesting thing is actually, and this has happened a lot, is then they see somebody else wearing them and then they go I want to I want to do that so they look at somebody else and then they'll actually so over time we've found and we are we train staff not to be discouraged if the first time they're not accepting of them and they leave them around their neck and then the next time so they try them again and it's about trialing them in different ways and it's certainly about as we've discussed getting that very of person-centered content that is just going to they're gonna put those headphones on and I've seen the eyes mm. just not roll back and lift, but just the eyes light up with mm. this thing that means so much to them if you get that content right. They will we have people now every day going pointing, even if they're non-verbal with dementia, they point to their ears, which means could I please have the headphones? Mm. <laughs> so that really, for us, the proof is in the pudding and a lot of our clients are then requesting extra headphones because in our starter kit <laughs> there's only 10 headphones in there. But, that's, but we kind of purposely do that so that we've then got enough to get a, a care home started and they yeah. can kind of grow from there when they see the, the power of the
0: program. So uh, I guess the other question I had, um, this will probably be my final question uh, uh, in the podcast, was around multiculturalism. Uh, Given that we're dealing with people with different languages, how does your um, system and technology work for them in that space? I know that you've got multiple podcasts, different music, different things. Does it extend into that multicultural aspect? Because that's, that's an important part of aged care. There's many different cultures different languages are spoken and usually what you find is people that are, have dementia usually revert to their mother tongue so they may go back to a language that they've never used in 30 years but all of a sudden they're speaking that language how does that how does move and groove up there?
1: Yeah I think to, to be honest with you the relief that we've got from staff when we go into a facility that has a, a big population of you know multicultural residents and particularly those who have far progressed in dementia is just the most massive relief because they say this is something I don't know what to, I don't know how to connect to this person I don't know what to do I can't understand the language so and we've over the last year, and this has purely been in response, massive response to every new client we take on. We say, what kind of languages do you need? And we've been building the platform out. So it is across both, as I said, the music, the videos and the podcasts. And to give you an example of that, we had a like, we've got tons of Italian background. (laughs) And so, but obviously Italian's big on the platform, but you know, this particular lady, living with dementia so she listens to Italian music we've got a massive selection of Italian music playlists we have quite a few Italian um podcasts on the platform and the other thing she loves doing is armchair travel because we have about five different Italian cities that are half hour videos you can go and you know mm. visit so she will do that over and over again in the day and there's a, there's enough of a selection for her another big category we've been massively growing is Chinese and i just literally demoed this part of the platform to someone the other day because, and this was in response to a really um, a facility that had a lot of Chinese um, speakers so and the other interesting thing from um, the multicultural perspective is also giving them an opportunity to connect to spirituality and religion and that's been the other dovetail into those different cultures is how we can service them with different varieties of religious Services as well, so I, I think ultimately we would love to really start developing some of our own content um, from that multicultural perspective. And I know there's lots of different options we're looking at there, but I think we're kind of only at the beginning of that journey, and we'd certainly love to work with lots of different community organisations to put more content onto the platform.
0: Fantastic! It really seems like a multi-dimensional type of program, and 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 the technology is. Um, from what I'm hearing is revolutionary. So I, I wish you good luck with that. Um, and thanks for your time today. Thanks, Sean. It's been a very enlightening to hear the wonderful work uh, Alison and her team at Move and Groove are doing in helping and supporting the aged care sector, especially uh, those caring for and living with dementia. Please go to their Move and Groove website, www.moveandgroove.com.au. And it's moved with two O's, V-E. And uh, for more information about this great innovative business uh, making a difference in the aged care sector. Thanks for listening to In The Zone. I look forward to joining you all again real soon so we can continue to make a difference in business with great companies doing great things.